This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. And no, we're not trying to sell you anything. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The Gift, Part 2 The rooftop was cold, and the icy wind howled in off the lake and cut through Andy Parker like a knife. He had been a beat cop and knew a thing or two about the cold, but this was something different altogether. He stomped his feet, which the flying squirrel had already told him twice was not the way to remain stealthy while biding one's time on somebody else's rooftop, but he didn't seem to be able to stop himself. Just as well he was not the masked hero part of the equation and never pulled this kind of duty, he thought. Except tonight. It had been only a few hours since the villainous Santa bombs had been thwarted, but a great deal had happened, and Parker had to admit that there were parts of it that he did not understand. It had taken Tank Brody surprisingly little time to get the driver to admit that he was a minion of the Nazi fifth column master who called himself Archangel, who had been behind so many of their cases of late. That part had been clear enough, and they had swiftly moved against the warehouse from which the plot had been organized in the hopes of netting some bigger fish. Those prisoners had been spared Brody's fists, but paid for it by spending time in the thrall of the Red Panda's hypnotic powers. The assembled heroes and agents had their first real lead on Archangel himself, and he was so close that Andy Parker could almost reach out and touch him. And still they waited. I don't understand what we're waiting for, he said, not for the first time. Patience, Andy, the flying squirrel said from her perch on the rooftop water tower, from which she watched the building across the street like a hawk. All will be revealed. Does that mean that you don't know either? He asked, before he could stop himself. This wasn't like bantering with the other agents. This girl had some serious game, and had seen more than he could imagine. But Parker had known her for years, and considered her a friend, secret identity notwithstanding, and it had just slipped out. The squirrel did not look away from the building, but she did arch her neck just a bit, in a manner that usually suggested that something was about to get hit. "'Do you know what a smart man would have done just there?' she asked gently. "'A smart man would have just thought that rather than said it?' he offered. "'Bingo,' she said, smiling in spite of herself. "'But all the same,' Parker insisted. "'We know we're right on this archangel's doorstep. Why are we waiting?' "'Because those were my orders, Detective Parker,' a man's voice said from nowhere, making poor Andy Parker nearly jump out of his skin. The shadows seemed to part, and the voice resolved itself into the figure of a tall man in grey, with a bright red domino mask and gauntlets to match. 
I don't often stop to explain them, and if you aren't used to that by now, you will be soon. What does that mean? Andy asked, surprised. You said you'd be good, the flying squirrel scolded quietly. I lied, the red panda said simply. Did your what's-it check out? she asked cryptically. I'll know in a few minutes. Mother Hen will route it through. Assume it's plan A if you don't hear otherwise. Does it really matter at this point? The squirrel said with a gleam in her eye. Plan A, plan B. They all involve me kicking a certain number of heads in, don't they? They do, the red panda replied. So, does it matter which is which? she asked. It does, he said seriously. We don't want to miss Mr. Archangel. She was vamping now. I've been ever so keen to make his acquaintance. She cracked her knuckles by clenching her fists one at a time, in a manner that was not at all ladylike, and more than a little distracting, if you like that sort of thing. The faintest cracks of a smile played about the red panda's face, and then they were gone. Any sign of movement out of that building, and you don't wait. You just pounce. I'll be right behind you. Roger that, Pappy, she smiled, throwing herself off the tower and plummeting into the abyss of night air below. Andy Parker watched her glide away. I think I missed some of that. Or maybe all of it. The red panda said nothing and stared at the building below. What's she doing? he asked. "'Coordinating the agent teams on the ground,' he replied. "'I thought that was my job,' Parker protested. "'So did I,' the red panda said darkly. "'What does that mean?' Andy asked, puzzled. "'There was a pause which was almost as cold as the air. "'You know, don't you?' Parker said, "'a chill running through him in spite of the hours of cold. "'The red panda said nothing.' Parker shook his head. I'd ask how you could possibly know, but you're you, so I suppose the real question is how you could not. I was meaning to tell you. The red panda turned to him and raised an eyebrow above his mask. You enlisted in the army. You report in nine days, he said factually. When was this going to come up? Parker felt his face flush. We don't have a lot of time for small talk. This isn't small, the masked man said seriously. No, it isn't, Andy agreed. But this is the longest conversation we've had in... I don't know how long. Things have been busy, the red panda nodded. The world has been ending, I don't know if you've noticed. I did notice, Parker nodded. That's why I joined up. We rely on you, Detective Parker... More than you know. I wonder if sitting on a troop ship or in a field in England is really the best use of your time? Andy Parker blinked twice in surprise. I thought you would understand. You more than anyone. The Red Panda did not look surprised very often, but this moment was the exception. I think that deserves an explanation, he said at last. Andy Parker set his jaw firm, like a man preparing to dive into cold water. "'It doesn't take very much to see that you could do anything you set your mind to,' he said. "'As you clearly have some resources at your disposal, or or you know somebody who does.' 
I am not the mystery to be solved, detective, the masked man said with a note of warning in his voice. Parker threw up his hands. I gave up trying to figure out who was behind that mask when I realized that this is who you really are. Parker gestured up and down the man in Gray's entire form. It was the only thing that made sense. But to make that happen, you must have given up a lot. You chose to go to war, and you risked everything to do it. How could I do any less? I would never expect less, the Red Panda said, looking away. I had hoped you might do more. Parker frowned. I don't understand that, he admitted. What's happening in Europe now? You know they call it the phony war, the Red Panda said with a flash of something that felt like anger. The world is sitting and waiting for the war to begin while we fight in the shadows to prevent it from being lost while they weren't looking. Yes, Parker agreed, not cowed, and you and I both know that the Nazis aren't going to quit, or be appeased, or or anything like that. And when the fighting starts up again, if there aren't men waiting to meet it, they'll march over France and England and who knows what else, and then everything we fought for here will have been for nothing. There was a quiet moment. As speeches go, that wasn't bad the masked man admitted. I've had some practice lately, Parker grinned. First Ellen, then O'Malley. Besides, I learned from the best. The red panda looked away, but it seemed like he might have done so to keep from being seen to smile. I mean it, Parker continued, in for a penny, in for a pound. When I met you, I was a brash kid with nothing to lose, and I don't think I ever could have taken a step like this. Now I have everything to lose, and I'll do anything to save it. You taught me that. You gave me that gift. I just wanted to say, the red panda raised a crimson-gloved hand between himself and Parker, while another went involuntarily to an earpiece Parker hadn't noticed. Report, he said, before Andy realized that he was talking to someone else by radio ring. There was a silent moment. Confirmed. Panda out, he said, and dropped his hand with a slight gesture of apology. Everything all right? Parker asked. No, the Red Panda said with a shake of his head. That was a report on the belt contraptions that the Santas were wearing. You mean the bombs? Parker asked. There were no bombs, the Red Panda said, looking for a reaction. No, but, Parker stammered, they were going to scatter into the city— "'Blow up families and children. "'That's what we were supposed to think,' the Red Panda said with a shake of his head. "'We were always meant to stop them, and we were always meant to discover the bombs. "'Even the detonators were real enough. "'But not the explosives. "'The phony charges were a clever device that would have vaporized without a trace after we had taken the bait. "'And done what?' Parker was still baffled. "'Shot them,' the Red Panda said, brutally frank.' We were meant to think we didn't have a choice. They were innocent men, family men from all over the city, and we were to be caught brutally murdering them to thwart a plot that we could never prove even existed, and to do it while they were dressed as Santa Claus. That's what we're fighting, Andy. They don't want to kill innocent people or even to kill us. They want to erase us. 
They want the people we are protecting to hate us, to choose them over us, to willfully embrace their own subjugation. That's the fight I'm worried we can't win without you. Without me, Parker said, feeling sick. I was ready to shoot. I'd have fallen into their trap if it wasn't for you. Why would you need me? There was another quiet moment. When you came to us as that brash young man, you were decent and brave. And you were more than that. You were human. At a time when I was determined to be something else, and it rubbed off on everyone around you, even me. That's been your gift to us, Andy Parker. Where you're going, you'll face decisions like today, and you'll get some of them wrong. That's war, and it's a terrible thing. But if you make those decisions like the decent human being you are, you can be as proud of yourself as I have always been of you. The two men said nothing. Snow fell softly through the expanse between them. Gosh, Parker said at last, awkwardly. There was a sudden burst of gunfire from across the street. Parker bolted for the edge of the rooftop. Sounds like Plan C, he said. The Red Panda smiled and drew his grapple gun from the depths of his coat. Somehow it always does, he said ruefully. Well, Andy Parker, are you ready for one last ride? Geez, Parker shook his head. Somehow I never thought of it like that. The Red Panda fired his grapple into the night air and pulled it taut. Well, you'll have plenty of time to consider it as you take the stairs, he said, throwing himself off the edge as casually as if he were walking down the street. And then he was gone. Andy Parker looked over the sleeping city, dusted with snow. And to all a good night, he said to no one in particular, as he drew his pistol and raced for the fire escape. You have been listening to the Red Panda Chronicles number four, The Gift, written by Greg Taylor and read by Clarissa Dunnerlanden and Greg Taylor for the Dakota Ring Theater podcast. New content creation is powered by Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash G-R-E-G-G-T-A-Y-L-O-R or look for the links in the show notes. Dakota Ring Theater, the sound of adventure. Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.